sometimes you have to take a few steps back in order to like boost yourself forward. It's that momentum. And I think the world kind of is just as one have taken that step back to go forward. So yeah, I would just say to stay positive and it's okay to not be okay. Welcome everyone to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to the ultimate shift. Today we have Sasha Edwards, who I'm just getting the privilege of um, getting to know. And yeah, welcome to the show. And can you tell people a little bit about your music? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I am originally from LA and I moved out here five years ago for songwriting. And I was homeschooled throughout high school to come to Nashville back and forth uh, to learn more about the music industry and kind of develop as an artist. And so finally I decided to move here and I've loved it ever since I've moved here, but I decided to take a break from music just because I felt like I wasn't really fulfilled in what I was doing at the time. So, um, Long story short, I'm just now getting back into it, and I'm so happy I am because I feel like it's the right time to do it, and I'm in the right headspace, and yeah. You started into music as a kid? Mm -hmm. That was what you always wanted? Yes, so I was on Disney when I was 14. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I was on a show called The Next Big Thing, and that kind of introduced me to another world. Prior to that, I just did a bunch of shows in LA at like the Whiskey Go-Go, uh, the Knitting Factory, and I would always um, do like cover songs and bands, mm-hmm. like do band camp. And so that's what kind of introduced me into the whole music world. And then Disney came along and then I was like, okay, I want to do this for sure. And then Nashville after that. Okay. So... I wouldn't be doing my job if I wouldn't research people Yeah. a little bit. Uh, I think oh, the favorite story that yeah. I saw of you was you approached Kid Rock. Yes, I did. And then you actually got to sing with him. I did. So my family and I went to this yearly 4th of July party. Um, one of our friends, Larry Hamilton, he throws these awesome beach parties and Kid Rock happened to be there. And I knew he was going to sing just from what people were saying and i was like okay i want to get up there and sing a few songs (laughs) you're how old at this time i was i want to say i was 12. really Mm -hmm. and i just went up to him and i was like hey can i sing a few songs with you and he's like well what kind of songs are you trying to sing kind of looking at me like i'm i don't know i'm just this little girl and i was like do you know rock and roll by zeppelin or any fleetwood mac and he's like Okay, yeah, jump on stage with me. <laughs> so we sang some s- songs, and then the Stanley Cup was there, actually. And I was like, who's this Stanley dude getting all this attention? I didn't know anything <laughs> about anything, hockey or whatever. And so I was holding the Stanley Cup with him, singing with Kid Rock, and it was so cool. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So, so you mentioned something earlier. Your parents homeschooled you so that you could pursue your dream. Yes. I was homeschooled throughout high school. I actually was homeschooled in seventh grade just because of bullying. It was something that Mm. I dealt with. 
pretty bad. And I went back for eighth grade and then decided to go back to homeschool for high school so I can travel. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So as a kid, you wanted to sing. Did you feel like that was just going to happen for you? What was your biggest fear looking at your future and wanting to dive into that world? I knew I always wanted to sing. It was the one thing that I connected with the most. I think because I had a lot of trouble in school, it was more of an outlet for me. I think when I moved here, I didn't realize how many other people were trying to do the same thing. And I really got inside of my head for a minute. And that's why I decided to take a break. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. We live in a town of, I don't know, thousands of musicians, I would say. And it's loud. It's still noisy with musicians. So I find it ironic you said that because when I came across your stuff was because one of my friends, um, Mary, shared yeah, your stuff. Her. And she's incredible. She really is. I like instrumental stuff. Yes. I'm probably old school in that way or whatever. So for someone to sing uh, lyrics with, especially with just a guitar, to then like get that feel out like you can feel that like you can feel what they're trying to say both your songs were like that and i was like this is incredible so i find it ironic like like you felt but i guess maybe that's everyone i really do think it's everyone and i think everybody goes through a season in their life where they're unsure of themselves more than other times um and i happen to go through like a two to three year season where i just was not sure of myself i also was in long-term relationships mm-hmm. and I kind of invested myself in that because I wasn't fulfilled in music and what I really wanted to be doing. So I distracted myself with trying to help others and, you know, but I wrote that song and I decided to post it. And I'm so happy I did because the amount of people that have reached out telling me their stories and like how they can relate is unreal. And like, that was the goal. Wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just trying to get out of my head and be real and like write everything down that I've gone through in the last few years. That's amazing. How important is vulnerability in music? I think it's like the most important thing. I know what I look for in, in music and what I connect with the most are songs that are just 100% real. Mm-hmm. either something that you've gone through or that you're currently going through and somebody's singing about it you feel like you're not alone yeah so aj and we both know aj thomas he talked about this a lot so many people reached out to me in regards to what he was saying about the vulnerability aspect of music and nashville and this whole thing like so how do you define or how does one like let's say if you were telling your 14 15 16 year old self mm-hmm when you're coming to Nashville with everything you know now, what advice would you give that little Sasha? I think I would tell myself to just listen to myself and to know that it's okay to feel a certain way and be a certain way and to not compare and not be so surface and and feel like because of that's what was expected or I think being vulnerable and just being true is the one thing that will set you apart. Mm -hmm. And people need that. I feel like people want to connect with you. And yeah, I think that's what I would 
tell myself. When you're vulnerable, then more people want to connect with you. The ones where people have gotten the most vulnerable on this show, ironically, have been the most downloaded episodes. No way. Yeah, it's so crazy to watch the stats. And then the ones you think like, that's just amazing information, but they were just kind of not letting you into their life. It's just weird. But I think I think we live in a world where where everyone's hungry for, for something, like especially like you mentioned comparison. So if you're, you know, in this social media influencer world we live in, what is something that you would do if you feel pressure, maybe even now, like if you feel pressure, if you go on social media and the whole comparison thing starts to hit you, what is something you do to get your headspace out of that? Or do you not have that problem? No, I do. Oh my gosh, I'll be 100% real. I struggled with comparing myself to everybody. The screen time on my phone where it reminds you how long you've spent mm-hmm. on your phone in certain apps, <laughs> that was shocking. That yeah. was an eye-opener. Me too. I actually dated somebody and the best thing that they did for me was tell me to turn off my notifications for social media and I have and I've never turned them back on and so Instagram snapchat um, Facebook I don't have my notifications on um, I'll go on and you know see things I need to see or whatever and then forget about it and I think that's mentally more healthy for me I mean your phone is automatically glued to your hip every day all day mm-hmm. so when it's constantly being lit up or whatever it just causes so much anxiety mm-hmm. for me yeah i also unfollowed a bunch of people that maybe didn't necessarily i didn't relate to maybe i that i would just compare myself to so i would unfollow people not anything against them but just for my own mental health so. yeah i can appreciate that yeah. i've heard i forget who it was but it was someone that was actually on the School of Greatness podcast, I believe, said, if anything makes you feel anxiety or stress, if you're on social media and you see whether it's a person or something that reminds you of something, right. unfollow. Right. Because we already have all the stress and everything in the world that we sure. need. What's the biggest challenge of like the song that you wrote that you shared that you would tell others to... I think for me, I feel like it's very rare that someone just gets real and like, here it is, take it or leave it. What's something you did that helped you be okay with to just put it out there and then just let it be what it is, you know, and go for it. Going back to what I said earlier, when I was in the season of my life where I would invest so much of myself into other people, I finally hit rock bottom. And we got to go down and go back up. And Mm -hmm. I was like at rock bottom, um, just mentally and emotionally. And I think I was just at my breaking point where I'm like, I don't have enough of me to give. Like I need to give myself all that I can and learn myself and know myself and date myself. Like just figure out who I am. And I wrote this song in like probably 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even finished. Um, Since I've recorded it, I've changed it up a little bit. Um, Earlier that day, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was talking to me how, like, she was in a similar situation, and she was like, people don't really say what they don't want. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, you know what? I have a song and I, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to post it. And I'm so happy that I did. I really am. It's incredible. You said something that only one other person that I've ever interviewed has mentioned is dating yourself, the importance yeah. of dating yourself. Yeah. What did that look like for you? Like, was it just this one time where you were like, you know what? Like, I just need to go find out who I am. Like, I know for me, I, when I got to that point, which is several years ago, I went to movie theaters by myself. Like, what did you find on the other side of that when you started doing that? I'm honestly still trying to figure it out. I'm still new at it. I feel like once I stopped caring about being a yes man and trying to please everybody and spreading myself so thin, I've just kind of dug deeper instead of wider. I'm just digging more deep into myself and figuring out what I like, what I don't like, what I want to be and what I don't want to be. And it's okay for, for you not to know everything. And I think I just put so much pressure on myself. And so I'm allowing myself to kind of fail and grow and Mm -hmm. figure it out. And doing things alone is really new for me. Really? Um, Oh, for sure. I hate being alone. And I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. I think I've just always, my whole life, I've just always been around people. Like even being homeschooled, I was still traveling and I was Mm -hmm. still in a very adult world. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm figuring it out, but I love it. I really do. As an entertainer, you're, you're always out there Mm -hmm. around people. Are you, do you consider yourself an extrovert? Um, I'd like to say I'm both. Um, I'm very introverted. I also like to be around people and be engaged and and go out, but I'm always the first one to go home and or like the last <laughs> one to show up and the first one to go home. That's me. Are you the one who just ghosts everyone? You just leave? Oh yeah, I'm a ghoster <laughs> for sure. Because everyone likes to give me crap about leaving early. Nothing, no goodbyes. Yeah, like, oh, so where's yeah, Sasha? Oh, well. By the time I ask where's Sasha, I'm like in bed, already in bed like watching Yellowstone. Uh, you, you watch Yellowstone? I do. I'm, I do. I'm obsessed. My favorite show. So good. Kevin Cosner's. Yeah. I feel like that role was made for him. Oh, 1000%. I'm just trying to move to Montana and find me a Casey. That's my goal. That's my 21 goal. Well, I can tell you where they're filming that. I lived about 11 miles from there at one no point. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a beautiful place. Actually, I'm going on Thursday. So. Okay, well, I'm going with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. If you've never been, it's one of the, I don't know, talk about, you know, finding yourself yeah. in life. Um, I went there when I was in the darkest moment of my entire life. And so, <laughs> yeah, a career failure, relationship failure, everything, and it doesn't mean that I went there and it just got better, mm-hmm. but there's something about it that now for me, it just, it's just a place that if I don't go every so often, I, I feel like something's just not yeah. right. So wow. yeah, definitely recommend going. Awesome. You had mentioned that like, you took a little break and, and then you dove back into business. Yeah. Coming here, like, what would you tell another musician or someone else that's in the field and they want to move to Nashville, what advice would you give them to maybe, whether it's that shock, surprise of like, oh my gosh, there's 5,000 other yeah. people here trying to do the same thing. What advice would you give anyone like that? I think I would just tell them to kind of put your blinders on and, and not compare and not worry about what everybody else is doing. 
and as soon as you focus on you, I feel like you manifest things and you create things and it, it kind of just comes to light. And also it's okay to not just do music. Like if you came here for music and you have to have three other jobs, mm-hmm. do that. Like, you know, get on that grind. I mean, I bartended for, I still bartend. Um, and it's okay to kind of not have all your eggs in one basket because yeah. you kind of get, I don't know, you can kind of get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And also that being said, don't get too comfortable because back when I said I took a break, I got so comfortable making the money I was making bartending and I kind of put music on the side. So just stay focused and do what you need to do and don't compare yourself. And yeah. Do you feel like it's important to maybe look for the opportunities, look for different opportunities even, or is it more so just saying yes to them if they come about? I think if it's the right thing at the right time, I'm going to go for it. Um, but you'll know, like if something's not right, you'll know. I do have stage fright and that's why I really, Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's something I've developed within the last like five years. And you've so, developed stage fright, mm-hmm. meaning you didn't feel it as a kid. No. Mm-hmm. Wow. I performed so much as a kid and that's why I was like so unsure of myself and that had a big play and why I kind of took a step back. Cause I didn't know I was like, well, maybe this is not what I want to do anymore and that's okay. Hmm. But um, I auditioned for American Idol because they had reached out to me. This was maybe like three years ago, four years ago. And I really didn't know if I wanted to do it, but everybody around me and my team at the time, they said, this is the best thing for you to do right now. Like you're really interested. You're just gonna go into the live auditions, do your thing. Long story short, I blacked out. I couldn't even tell you how bad I sucked in my audition because I just blacked out. No way. Oh, it was so Like bad. you sang, but you don't remember. I sang, uh, and somebody who I really looked up to, a country artist, um, they stopped me and they said, I think you need to pick a new path. Like, music's not for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me do another song. Wow. They said no. And wow. I was devastated. I went, like, I spiraled. I went to a dark place for a long time, and it was bad. Rightfully so. I just was devastated, and I had no idea why I I freaked out like I did. And so after that, every time I would play, I would go back to that, like, traumatic experience. Mm And, yeah. But now I'm in a better place. I I understand, like, it wasn't meant for me. It Mm -hmm. wasn't supposed to work out. I knew I didn't want to do it, um... But I did, and I'm glad it didn't work out because obviously it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Wow. That's an incredible story. What did you do to, because that's almost the same thing as like a business failure or anything else. It's like everything you've worked for comes crashing down in that one moment. Mm-hmm. Like what's one thing, if you can remember, that you started, like if you were told that and then every time you picked up a guitar, you thought back to that? Yeah. How did you overcome that? To then do what you just did now, what I consider one of the most vulnerable things, writing a song about maybe whatever your life and then putting it out there and singing in front of the world. Well, after that, I was so depressed. I was like a zombie for a good year. They weren't for me, so I had to come off of them and that was Mm -hmm. hard. I don't believe in taking something to try to like, I don't know. Because then you maybe just yeah, become dependent upon exactly. that. And maybe it's different for different people, right. but yeah. 
for sure. And then I started to perform on Broadway uh, with a good friend of mine. And you know, like the cover bands that, mm-hmm. you know, in every bar. I would play at Tootsie's and Honky Tonk. And a good friend of mine was like, just come up and do five songs. And I'm like, okay. So I went up, I did like five songs. I felt great. I did great. And he's like, you can actually get paid for this. Like, come on the next few weekends and I need a sub singer so you can be my girl for the next few weeks. And I did. And that really helped me kind of come out of my shell and make me realize like, okay, that was just a phase. Mm-hmm. I'm out of it. I'm figuring it out. But still, I'm, I'm trying to get better with it. And the more you do it, the more, you know. You're yeah. And on Broadway, you have so many people that are just packed in there. Yeah. And then that's almost like validating the good yeah. that you have. And then maybe that helps build the For sure. belief back again. It was very motivating and made me feel really good. I mean, even like talking now, I, I was so nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> Am I going to sound smart? Do I have a good enough story to be honest? Like, you know, I just always second guess myself. So I'm trying to just not and just go with the flow and yeah. put myself out there. And and that's what I did with that song. And yeah. I think that's all of us, though. I mean, I struggled so much with doing the podcast, even though for me, I wanted to do it for selfish reasons of learning from people for myself. Yeah. And But I was like, so many times, like, you just hit that wall of like, who am I? Why am I doing this? I think the most beautiful thing about doing stuff like this is if you don't have the biggest platform in the world, and you may have the biggest platform in the world. I learned a big lesson from this guy I just interviewed. Actually, his episode comes out tomorrow. This kid is 27 years old, owns a Donato's, is opening up two more. And he's just the most humble guy I've ever met. doesn't have like a huge platform. has a platform, but is like, you know... He said something. He said, you can build a business, but the best part about building a business is giving it all away. Mm. And I was like, that's something that I've never heard from, say, someone with the biggest platform ever. But the point is, you can learn from everyone. You can right. learn from that person around the corner, around the street. You can learn from that homeless man, his oh, story, yeah, and things like that. And to you, maybe it doesn't seem like something big. To me, I mean, I've done different companies, but let's say with what I do now as a career, if someone told me, you suck at this, and maybe they didn't say it in those words, but like, you should not do this. Mm-hmm. It would crush me. And then yeah. for someone to overcome that and still stay in that industry, right. I think that's anyone could for ask sure. for. For sure. And I, I'm trying. I have to constantly remind myself. And I also think it's who you surround yourself by, too. Yeah. And like I had said, I was, I was in some long-term relationships and some shorter-term ones, and they weren't healthy for me. And... I think when you are invested in somebody you really care about and they're telling you things that can get inside of your head, you Mm -hmm. beat yourself up naturally um, because you hear it daily and then you don't Mm -hmm. think you're good enough or like, I thought bartending was embarrassing. Like I, I thought I needed to do more with my life and I would compare myself to other girls who are further along in life. And, and I think that, Honestly, we're all just trying to figure it out and we're all on the same level and it's okay to not know what you want to do or where you're going, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And if you're going to be successful in something or not, like it's okay to not have it figured out yet. Amen. It's so important. Well, and even if you do, let's say you have everything is going right, then you have 2020 and COVID. (laughs) And if if your degree was paying you 
I've had friends who were making well over six figures their entire career, mm -hmm. and then 2020 hit, and boom, it's oh, gone. This year has been so hard. I'm having to move out of my house. Really? Yeah, my parents, um, they have some Airbnbs. Thankfully, they're like moving to one of them for you know a few months mm -hmm. and get back on your feet, and we'll try to buy a house next year. But yeah, I'm having to move out of my house. This year has been a rough one for sure. Especially as a musician and a bartender, yeah. which is, that's what Nashville yeah, is. Exactly. And that's shut down. Right. And so that's why I'm just using this time to like self-reflect, kind of figure myself out. And if you keep putting songs out like you are, then yeah. you probably won't even have to self-reflect anymore exactly. again. You'll be at the top of the chart. I'm just trying to turn every bad situation into something positive. <laughs> How important do you think it is to stay open to, because it sounds like you have adjusted along the way. Like I sometimes feel that people tend to, whether it can be influenced from your parents or whomever, a relationship, yeah. um, that you're good at this. You're supposed to do this. How important is it to be able to pivot from that and maybe try this over here or try that over there? You know, like you said, just kind of following what it is that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've had to do that a lot or do, like how has that helped you to be able to say yes to those things, even though they may not have been what you originally thought you wanted to do or someone else or? Yeah, I think it's just trial and error and um, I'm trying to figure it out as I go. Like if one opportunity comes, I'll take a bite and see if it's for me. And, and if it is, I'll stick with it for a minute and see if I can grow with it mm -hmm. or... Um, I've also spent a lot of my life agreeing with everyone or in any situation to try to think that's what's best for me because other people do. So I'm coming to terms with like myself that if it's not what I need to be doing, I'm not going to do it. But if it's something that I could grow with or that could benefit me in a positive way, I'm going to do it. So I like that. How do you continue to stay at the top of your learning curve of whether it's like your music or whatever? What do you do to keep getting better? Like, do you implement anything daily, like listening to something, reading something, or what helps you to just continuously like push for that next bar? I think literally everybody can be better at what they do no matter what. Every day you learn something new, you can grow. Um, I'm still taking guitar lessons. Like Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I self-taught myself guitar. <laughs> uh, and I don't know everything. I want to be better at it. Um, I want to start piano lessons and be better at that. I try to write as much as I can. Um, there would be times where I wouldn't pick up the guitar for like three months. And I wouldn't sing. I wouldn't. I would kind of resent it because I wanted to do it so bad, but I was so scared. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just trying to do it every single day and be more comfortable and try to sing for anybody that I can because I want to just get better and grow and be more comfortable. Have you tried TikTok yet? Actually, <laughs> I do have a TikTok. I have a few videos up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like. I, I just think it's it's always really cool to hear people's stories of how they overcome the obstacles thrown at them. And the one way to do it is just to do it. And that yeah, seems like what you've done. If you were given, like, say, a world stage and the entire world is watching you, 
you have no stage fright mm-hmm. um, at this time. Well, and you have five minutes to give your message to put Sasha Edwards out there. Yeah. What do you think the world needs to hear right now? I think whatever you're currently going through, somebody else is also going through that or something similar, and it's okay to not be okay. Um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to do whatever you need to do to get through this time. Also, to not be so hard on yourself. It's okay to not have it figured out Whatever you're currently doing, it's not your forever. It's Mm -hmm. to get to the next step. And sometimes you have to take a few steps back in order to like boost yourself forward. It's that momentum. And I think the world kind of is just as one have taken that step back to go forward. So yeah, I would just say to stay positive and it's okay to not be okay. So what do you say to someone who says, I'm not okay, but I don't have, I don't have that person that I can go tell. What advice would you give that person? Like, where do they start? I would start with yourself. Talk to yourself. Figure yourself out and, and why you're in this place that you're at currently. I mean, like I said, the first line in that song I posted last, I've talked to myself more than ever. I mean, I cry, laugh, whatever, spending that one-on-one time with yourself. And if you don't have anybody, I mean, reach out to somebody that you're, that inspires you, that you're a fan of, write it out, write it in a diary, like find some sort of release, whether it's working out, singing, um, whatever that is, just let that out. And I feel like it'll put you in a better place. Do you journal? Do you really every day? I didn't used to at all. And actually, I will give it to Instagram ads. It's like they, and I mean, oh, your the, phone the looks books. to you for sure. <laughs> My phone knew I was going through some self-girl problems. <laughs> they were like, you're going through a breakup. Here's like a journal ad we're going to put up here for you that you should order. Or like this online course of getting over yes. dating. Like how to heal a broken heart. 12 steps. Oh gosh, I've seen all of them. So I have been journaling for sure. And some days my handwriting is neater than others. And You actually physically handwrite it. Yeah, yeah. I'll handwrite and then some days I just doodle. And I've never really done that before. I mean, maybe when I was super young. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just like a... It's been a couple of weeks now and I'm I'm trying to do it every day because it sets the tone for the day. Wow. I love that. I've been journaling for three years now and it's wow. completely changed my life. Every morning? I don't always get to in the morning, but I try like at, at night or yeah, in the morning. That's awesome. But it's really crazy. Like it's it's insanely crazy to look back. So I write them in, in like these um I don't know, notepads, whatever, notebooks yeah. that you can buy at Dollar General or Publix yeah. or wherever. And so I keep them and then you can go back to two years ago and just kind of see what you wrote about. Mm-hmm. And it's insane to see like, that's where I was and now it's here. And so I think it's life changing for sure. Oh, 100%. Also, I think videos are productive as well. I went on my old MacBook and saw some little like vlogs that I had made on my phone. Like video journaling yeah. yourself? Mm-hmm. Really? And, um, 
it's crazy. I remember I was like, tomorrow's my 18th birthday, and this is where I'm at in life, and blah, 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 blah. No way. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool to see. Wow. How much I've grown and how young and green I was then. Um, so videos are, are good, too. There's a, a friend of mine, a great friend of mine. Um, you guys should meet. She's incredible. And she she went through a really rough breakup with a bad relationship type deal. And she had been video journaling during this time. She started just this year. She started putting them on TikTok, I think in January. And she now has, I think, 120 some thousand followers wow, of people who, who resonated with that those videos. Yeah, yeah it's insane. She's she's very much like you, like in, in the way of like your music reminded me a lot of the way she talks. It's just like just unapologetically like herself and this is who you get. And people love that. Yeah. So I think too breakups are kind of um a blessing but a curse. I and mean, mm -hmm. nobody wants to go through a breakup. If yeah. you physically feel it in your heart, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. And but, you feel like you're gonna die. Oh, it's crippling. <laughs> like come dead. Yeah. My life is never gonna be the same. Yeah. But once you get over that hump, what can come out of it and you learning from it is so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I was at with the song. I figured out what I don't want. I mean, that's why they say love is blind because when mm -hmm. you're in something, you, you don't realize all the things yeah. that are bothering you or whatever. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that... Um, just being open and saying it how it really is, is key. What would you tell yourself, or maybe that's the answer, but if you had to go back to before you started the couple bad relationships, mm -hmm. like in a time of your life or whatever age that was with what you know now, how would you do that differently? Or if someone's saying, look, I'm, I'm not sure about this relationship. I'm, it doesn't quite feel right. Like yeah. what advice would you give them? How do you know when it's maybe more along the right thing? What do you mean? Like if before I went through all of this? Yeah, like if now, let's say if you were to get, maybe you're in a relationship, I don't know, but if you were to be in a relationship that's healthy or start one, mm -hmm. what is something that you would look for oh, okay. that you feel like maybe you didn't before or like maybe that's a red flag that wasn't before? Yeah, oh honey, there is a whole list now. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a journal page of this? I have a whole list. The amount of red flags that I would just dodge before, like, oh, no, are you sure it's red? That looks white. Like, that's not a red flag. That was me. I didn't believe anybody. That else. wasn't the checkered flag yeah. after all. No, exactly. I just thought everyone was great and had no bad intentions or just life was mm -hmm. skipping through a field of daisies. But now what I look for, honestly, is somebody that is okay with you being you. And not trying to change you, not saying that, you know, where you are in life is, is not where I think you should be. Mm -hmm. well, obviously, I mean, everybody grows. So yeah. where you're at currently, it's because it's a stepping stone to where you're going to be. And somebody who is more secure with themselves, so they don't have to project on you. Um, because that's heavy when you have to mm -hmm. carry around somebody's insecurities for them um, because then you start to believe that you are the problem yeah and I think now I just I just want to be in a place where I'm happy you know I, I just mm -hmm. 
I'm still kind of figuring out what I do want, um, but that just goes with time and dating. Yeah. And I'm 24, so I think I got some time before time. I settle down. Yeah. yeah. But um, I had somebody say that I was a fraction of my potential. Wow. Yeah. And um, actually, where the song came from is a text message, and I said, you know, thank you for showing me what I don't want. Mm-hmm. I said, thank you for being a fraction of your potential. Yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a song about it because that was how I needed to release what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Because like you said earlier, what if you have nobody to talk to? I was kind of in that place where I was almost embarrassed to tell anybody that something yeah. I cared about would say this to me. But so I wrote about it. And I think being a fraction of your potential. Well, you know what? Everyone's trying to figure it out. And if I'm not 100% me yet, I will be. And you're going to be missing out. So, yeah, that's that's so sad, though. Yeah. I, I always like feel just I just feel bad for those people, maybe in general, because when you're in a relationship with that person, it's almost I've been in toxic relationships, but it's almost like you have to be it's it's draining because you're having to be the person for both of them. Oh, yeah. Because when someone is willing to say that to you, unfortunately, and I don't know this person and I have no right to speak over their life. But in a lot of cases, I often feel like it's they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And so their only way of, of knowing or feeling better is to maybe belittle the person in front of them. And unfortunately, oftentimes it's in a relationship right. that you're closest to. 100% but, agree. And, and this person actually reached out and said all of those things and apologized. And oh, that was very that's really big. nice. Yeah very big of them to be open about that because I blamed myself mm-hmm. I was like where could have I could have been better in this area maybe I could have been prettier smarter more successful yeah. like I would just blame myself for everything mm-hmm. until I was like okay no yeah but that's also a great feeling when when that actually happens I actually had something similar happen to me it was three years later but it's it's almost a validation of all the hard work that you put in mm-hmm. to become better as you and for that person that was significant at one time yeah. to acknowledge that work, it just makes it so much better. It really does. And I'm, when you're like in a more healthy mindset, you kind of, you really do wish them the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so much so. Well, um, I'm not going to take up your whole day here, but um, <laughs> if you could ask any one person in the world, alive or dead, any one question, who would it be and what would the question be? I can honestly say I am so close with my family and my grandma has been through so much in her life. She's 85. Mm -hmm. And I think I would ask her, like, when did you know that your life was, like, content, that you're content with how your life is, was, like, because she always says, she's like, I might die tomorrow, but I'm happier than ever and and I think I would just ask her like when did you know that I feel like every day people just live for the next Mm -hmm. trying to chase the next thing yeah so yeah I guess I would want to know from her which I've never really talked to her about this um like when did you know life was good and you're content and you you should call her and ask her. Yeah, I should I should call her and ask her. You really should my grandma's no longer here but I often think of things that I would love you know, yeah. to have that opportunity. Yeah. 
So I most certainly think, and she would probably love that question. Yeah. That's so crazy because there are questions that people don't ask you often. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of them. And I think that it's kind of a little bit of an eye opener. What do you wish people would ask you more often? I think in today's generation, a lot of people don't really get personal. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost like inappropriate to be real and like ask real questions. Yeah. And I think it's, pretty imperative now for people to be more engaged and like get mm -hmm. to know people on another level so i always want people to be that to me because there's nothing more boring than if if you meet someone whether it's at a bar anywhere and and you can never get past the small talk right exactly. um, and people are so hungry for it. what i've learned i used to think that there's a few people who will open up and talk okay. until i started doing this I try not to be an interviewer when I'm out. Yeah. Granted, bars are right. closed now. Right. But what I've found has been really interesting. I've traveled a lot during COVID, actually. I don't do well with quarantine. Yeah. Um, so, and I've found that people in general will open up mm -hmm. and will talk. And it's, it's so, people because everyone, to, yeah. To talk about themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's not, and it's not even in a, um, a look at me way. It's yeah. just like, People want real. And I think it has to do maybe with all of the social media that we live under and everything. And, and people understand subconsciously that that life that's portrayed on there, most likely, and I'm guilty of this myself. And what I struggle with sometimes is like, I need to put something more real on. Yeah. And I try to write that, but sometimes it still doesn't come out that way. But when people see genuine realness in someone else, it's real authentic that's what struck me with your music was like it was real authentic and that's just it wasn't loud uh drums it was literally you and your guitar in my shower yeah <laughs> in your shower yeah the most simple basic yeah. necessities right. of life and you made it into something that for me i could feel and i'm sure that so many other people felt the same way because you yeah. said you had a lot of response and that's all people want yeah and i'm guilty of not being so vulnerable all the time. I have to remember to be real because like today's world, like I said, it's just easy to kind of, you know, just float by. And small yeah. Talk. Mm -hmm. But I want to always help or maybe relate to somebody that's going through something. And I think that's where I feel good and where I feel mm -hmm. fulfilled, whether it's music or what I have to say or whatever. I just want to, Help others and yeah. I think you're doing a phenomenal job at it. Gosh, if I would have known what you know at 24. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, how can people support you, find you like on social media? Uh, where can they see your music and stuff? So, currently, I'm um, just Sasha Edwards music on Instagram. Edwards. That's S A C H A? S A C H A. Okay. Edwards music. Yeah. And um, I do have a TikTok. It's Sasha Edwards music as well. Um, but I'm working on releasing some songs. Since I posted that last song, it's really lit a fire under my butt and I'm going for Good. it. So um, I'll be releasing stuff hopefully in the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, if you want to see some real good music, just real authentic people, go follow her, go to her live stories. Well, they're, I guess they're considered live stories. Yeah, I have um, um, a few of my stories. Yeah, yeah, go listen to it. 
you can thank me later. <laughs> uh, so, but thank you for coming and doing this on such short notice. And it's just, it's been a pleasure for me to well, get to hear more about you. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.